If you work for a living, why do you kill yourself working? From the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest, greetings! You are listening to The Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Coming to you from the interweb, no matter where you may be listening, in this beautiful, but sometimes crazy world, we all share. Yes, indeed. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Hope that life is treating you well. And this is episode number 279. I think I've discovered what celebrities such as Dave Chappelle, Elon Musk, and Taylor Swift know about you that you may not even know about yourself. Before I go into this, would you please click the subscribe and notification bell? It really helps my channel's analytics and makes YouTube happy and all that stuff so my channel can grow. Plus, you'll never miss another show, and you will automatically qualify for the fake non-existent drawing for the $1 million cash prize being given out at some future undetermined date. So what just about all media celebrities know, whether they be actors, entertainers, athletes, or even politicians, these people know with absolute certainty that the average person today has the attention span of a canary. This is the reason they can be riding very high one day, such as Taylor Swift's current mega successful concert tour, as well as the addition of her movie, then find themselves falling into big trouble the next, such as many fans walking out from Dave Chappelle's performance just recently, apparently their way of letting Chappelle know that they didn't agree with his politics. Like I said, fans can be very fickle. Love you one day, hate you the next. So in light of what happened to Dave Chappelle, I couldn't really think of a better person to illustrate my point than myself. (laughs) So let me tell you about this. I put out two episodes last week that were pretty critical of Israel, numbers 273 and 274. Now, they didn't get a lot of views. I think it was something like, you know, 12 and 14 respectively as of today. Now, that's not a lot of views, but I'm a small time player in a very big field. So I'm thankful for what I got. Then I put out an episode that went viral. Well, okay, it didn't, I mean, it didn't actually go viral but it went viral for me. Episode 277 received 150-some downloads so far, and that's the most downloads I've ever had. So for me, it was going viral. I hit a home run as far as I'm concerned, and I'm really happy that so many people liked that episode. But what happened next was really strange. So then I published episode 278. 
Now, this episode is also critical of the state of Israel because, newsflash, I just happen to be admittedly critical of the state of Israel, and I feel I have some very justifiable reasons for having that position. But having already done two episodes of my criticisms of the state of Israel, 273 and 274, as I mentioned earlier, this episode was very different. The main thrust of this episode, number 278, was the financial uh, instability that this was going to bring on to the U.S. working class, and how stupid, shameful, and embarrassing the U.S. government's unrequited love affair with Israel is. Now remember, I had just come off of basically hitting a home run with episode 277, so I wasn't by any means feeling cocky when I made episode 278. But I thought I, you know, I thought I had a realistic chance of you know, an expectation of some fairly decent view numbers, like, I don't know, around at least 50 or 60, let's say. How many have I received so far today? It is, are you ready, drum roll and all that? Three. <clears throat> so naturally, this makes me think, what the hell's going on here? And sure enough, the analytics told the story. As far as episode 277 was concerned, the one with over 150 views, the vast majority of people who listened to that episode simply listened to it the whole way through. Whereas the episode 278, the numbers of people listening over 40 seconds was zero. So from what happened, this is what I'm able to infer. People who looked at my artwork for episodes 273 and 274 and 278 were pro-Israeli with preconceived notions. So like frightened, intellectually challenged canaries, they flew away. Least anything threatened their worldview or at least their Israeli worldview. And this is exactly the same thing that happened to Dave Chappelle. It was more important for them to make a very juvenile statement about their feelings concerning Israel by walking out of his performance than to think and act as intelligent adults and to at least actually listened to everything Chappelle had to say, thus demonstrating these uh, weren't exactly people with open minds. Now, if I may just touch briefly back on my magnum opus, episode 277, you see what is strange here was that I almost got the impression that through the artwork, people who saw, you know, what they saw, they internalized what they themselves wanted to see, namely a broken America. Well, so if that's the case, let me just set the record straight. I was in no way celebrating the current poor state of my country. 
I recognize that many times I have been very critical of what's going on with this country's government. And there sure as hell is a lot of things that are wrong that should and could be fixed. And a hell of a lot of people, particularly in Washington, D.C., who are not in jail, but should be. I was simply sadly lamenting for all intents and purposes losing the country that I grew up in and having my government replaced with what I believe can best be described as thinly veiled corporate fascism. I'm deeply saddened that the masses of people still actually believe they currently live in a democracy, which we don't. We currently live in a plutocracy with just a few remaining democratic elements. Not totally, but in large part, due to the military-industrial complex, democracy rapidly disappeared at the end of the Eisenhower administration. And what was left of our democracy, as well as democratic government, was finally driven underground in 1980 with the election of Ronald Reagan. And every successive president since then, regardless of calling themselves a Democrat or a Republican, to the American public, are simply plutocrats, who in turn are employed by the oligarchs, the true owners of this country and much of the world. To finish up here, this is the primary reason why the current U.S. government, as well as all of its Western buddies, is in no way they don't want or desire citizens. They want consumers. They want canaries with no attention span to keep things exactly as they are. I was thinking about going into this as possibly a part two on Friday. If that's something you would like, you know how to reach me. Please do. And if you have any particular questions or anything you want mentioned, I'll try to get to that as well. So, until next time, this is Ernest. Thanks for listening. Wishing your health, wealth, and good luck.